Hello and welcome to Wattcast. My name is Roger Watson and these podcasts are dedicated to readings of various articles that I've had published in newspapers and magazines. They reflect my views on politics, the pandemic and current affairs. Thank you very much for listening. Has Parkrun lost the plot? This is my column for the Daily Skeptic of the 10th of February 2024. Parkrun, the weekly Saturday morning 5km run which involves hundreds of thousands of people across the world every week, has changed the way it reports the outcome of events on its website. Not all participants are happy. Parkrun, which has been running since 2004, was the brainchild of Paul Sinton Hewitt, MBE. The way it operates is brilliantly simple yet sophisticated. The problem that had to be solved in order to set it up was how cheaply to operate a system whereby people could take part without having to register for each run, yet have their times recorded. The system also had to be scalable so that parkrun could take place in any part of the world and any members could run in any event, yet still have their results made available to them. The solution was found in the use of barcodes. Each runner has a unique barcode, which he or she can download and print from the Parkrun website and display on his or her smartphone. When you complete the run, your time is recorded. You enter a funnel and a barcode indicating your position is handed to you. Volunteers using a Parkrun app on their smartphone scan your barcode, followed by the position barcode, and shortly after the event, your time and position are sent to you by text or email and also published on the Parkrun webpage. At least that was the system until last week when I ran a wet and muddy parkrun with one of my grandsons at Peter Pan Park in Hull. The parkrun organisers have announced that they're going to change the way results are reported on their website. Already mired in controversy over allowing transgender women, aka men, to compete as women and thereby hold female parkrun records, the organisation has announced that it will no longer report course records or age category records and will no longer record times for men who run the course in under 17 minutes or women who run the course in under 20 minutes. Ironically, the latter decision may come as a bit of a blow to transgender women. The reason for these changes is the organisers claim that people who are considering taking part in Parkrun may find the publication of records to be off-putting. Parkrun has always been advertised as a run rather than a race, but this is out of necessity, and that necessity is now being portrayed as a virtue. The reason that Parkrun is not advertised as a race is to obviate the red tape that's required if anyone wants to organise a race. The timing system used in Parkrun still involves a degree of human error and would not be permitted for a registered race. Police would have to approve the course of any race and public access would have to be restricted. Medical assistance and hydration stations would have to be provided and the rules over running with children, prams, dogs and headphones would all have to be tightened. Nevertheless, the event starts with on your marks, get set, go and the front runners take off as fast as their legs will carry them. Everyone who runs seriously knows their PB, personal best, time. Try telling them it's not a race. Over 3 million people have participated in Parkrun since its inception and have completed it over 50 million times. Quite who's finding it off-putting is not clear. This has all the hallmarks of a preemptive wokery trying to solve a problem that does not exist. I started park running about a decade ago and I've completed over 200 runs. I've run in various locations in England and Scotland and Singapore and I run regularly in Washington DC when I visit for meetings. One of my grandsons, Jack Watson, no stranger to the pages of The Daily Skeptic, started a year ago and has already broken 20 minutes. Another grandson, 12 years old, came in just over 20 minutes recently. They have to wait several minutes before their old granddad comes puffing up to the finish.
Far from off-putting, I find the course records by age inspiring. I'm 68 years old and someone in the age category above me still manages to complete in around 20 minutes. We have a 90-year-old runner who turns up in all weathers for parkrun and he's by no means the last finisher. My grandsons can hardly wait for the results to be published to see what the fastest time was and who did it, as well as checking their own results. I admire the overweight, the unfit and the slow coaches who clock up park runs on a weekly basis. If they don't like to see the course records, then it's open to them or anyone considering taking part to ignore them. Don't check the park run webpage. They will still get their own results in terms of time and position sent to them. But who knows, maybe that will stop in due course. Perhaps Parkrun should just delete all the contents of their web pages and stop sending participants their results in case they feel shamed or perceive that they're being discriminated against. Mark my words, you heard that here first. This podcast was produced in association with youpublicationslimited.com.